0: Hey everyone, Zach here. I uh, just want to give you a special heads up about this episode. We want to talk about Star Wars merchandise and how it's being oversaturated with all these different product lines. We we're hoping to tie this into the demise of Toys R Us. That's currently happening. Um, this is me recording this after I've edited it. Unfortunately, this episode we get really heavy into like retail and how it kind of caused the demise of Toys R Us. Uh, we tried the best we can to tie it into Star Wars and how different things the toy manufacturers could be doing. But sometimes just the idea of talking retail in a broad sense kind of got the better of us. So uh, advanced apologies for this episode not being as Star Wars heavy as it could be. But considering that Toys R Us is a major component of how people got into Star Wars, considering the fact that probably a lot of us bought our Star Wars toys there, we felt that covering its demise was definitely a important facet of the Star Wars realm. So, enjoy. For those who remember. For those who will never forget. And for a whole new generation who will experience it
1: for the very first time.
0: Welcome to the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. It is March 15th, 2018. And we're talking all sorts of stuff tonight, but mostly the oversaturation of Star Wars merchandise and how that all plays into Toys R Us imploding right now and everything else tied to that. Check out our sponsor, SkywardFunSupply.com, from Funko Pops to three and three quarter inch figures and all the way to six inch black series. SkywardFunSupply.com is your home for Star Wars toys because now Toys R Us is out of business. My name is Zach Weber. Tonight, I'm joined by Mark. Hello, everyone. And Zanger. <laughs> Just once, let me look on you with my own eyes. Oh, man. Zanger pulled out a snorkel to recreate that. Yes, okay. I did. Yes, yes, I did. Uh, snorkel. Oh, man. Zanger's really- And playing. I got mine
1: for next week already, too. I'm doing oh, some work ahead of time. Yeah, he's planning, man. He's planning. Ding dong! Uh, uh uh-oh. Oh, there, There's someone the, at the door.
0: Someone at the door. Can, can someone get that? Mark, can you okay. get that for me? All
2: right. Uh, who's there?
0: Hi there! I am your local mailman. I have some mail for you guys.
2: <gasps> mail?
0: Yes, oh I boy. have a special. I have a special letter, Mark, for you guys. It's labeled to Knights of Vader. Uh, it looks like it. it it's. It, it looks like it's uh. Not too positive though. Do you mind if I read your letter for you?
1: Yeah. Go ahead. Dang! This letter was written in all caps.
0: Oh, yo! It looks like it. Uh, I ha- It looks like it. It's. Um, it looks like it says it's hate mail. Oh, I, I, you, I, I hope you guys are all right with that. I don't want to yell at me while I read you this hate mail about your podcast. Go for it. Oh, okay. Uh, it's from a Mister Mon Calamari. Apparently, those people are very fishy. So this isn't too odd for them. "Quote: I tried listening to Kov podcast for the for the Star Wars Rebels episode. And I had to quit after ten minutes. It's clueless." Hashtag fanboys, hashtag and complaining and nothing constructive or interesting is really said about Star Wars. The best at Star Wars podcast is hashtag Collider Jedi Council at NPR. End quote. Ooh, guys, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about that, but uh, this is kind of a little awkward for me, so I'm going to mosey on out of here. I'm, Bye. Guys, what, what was that? Like, I had to use the bathroom real quick. I heard a, a bell ring. Like, did, did someone ring the doorbell?
2: Yeah, there was someone at the door
0: really yeah
2: w- apparently w- we got
0: our first uh, hate mail we got our first piece of hate mail yeah, yeah. W- w- but what did it say like 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 what is it was it specific like was it about how like hashtag not my luke skywalker can you give me some like inkling what it was about
1: apparently our last episode only the first 10 minutes
0: of it really yeah Tell telling me someone didn't like zenger's beer review no apparently his cider review what's not to like I don't know. I
1: mean, it's hard to tell, you know, off of only getting the first 10 minutes of a conversation where it's going to go on a podcast that lasted, I don't know, over an hour and a half.
0: Well, well, at least he didn't say he didn't compare us to any other Star Wars podcast. Right. Like he didn't say anything, anything nasty or compare us to a podcast that has a infinitely greater budget or an actual like syndicated nationally broadcast news broadcast. Did he? Oh no, he definitely did. Mark, he did. Yeah. Whoa, like, 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 who would he compare us to? Like, 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 cable access, or no, he
2: compared us uh, to collider.
0: Really? He he compared us to a podcast or a actual like, like a show with like an actual budget in the thousands versus a holes on their computer just randomly talking about Star Wars nonsense. You're telling me that doesn't make any sense. Why would somebody go out of their way? To badmouth a small podcast and compare them to a much larger one—that doesn't make any sense. That sounds like someone who's slightly deranged.
2: You could say that. <laughs> it sounds
0: deranged. Like you like, beat not,
2: me to it. And...
0: That kind of sounds like me going to like a local like deli and buying a soda, drinking like one tenth of it, and then going outside the store and yelling, "This place has bad food. Don't shop there anymore." Don't eat there. Anymore. Or it's
1: like you watching the first 10 minutes of a Star Wars movie, walking away from it and going, I know everything that
0: happens in it. P- people are deranged, folks. People are genuine. Zenger has told me, well, folks, just let everybody know, uh, we got this uh, very uh, angry comment this afternoon. And Zenger, what do you keep telling me to do about it?
1: Let it go. In the famous words of Elsa, let it go.
0: Let it go. Unfortunately, I don't have ice power, so I do not have the luxury of letting it go. But I can, I can actually lean into this guy's criticism and complain even further. But yes, so I, I have no idea what this person listened to, but we do have our, after almost a year of asking for hate mail, I finally got my first piece. And I'm very, yeah, there
1: you go. You got your wish. I, I got my
0: hate mail, but I'm very disappointed because I said address all snide remarks to my, my Twitter handle. Not to the podcast. So clearly, this guy didn't even couldn't even follow directions properly.
1: Well, he only listened to the first ten minutes. So what Well, do you maybe expect? we should put that
0: in the first ten minutes from now on. That. Yeah. Maybe we should. Maybe it's like like the podcast. I forget. Welcome to Knights of Vader. It just starts off with send all snide remarks to, at Mark Yeah,
2: it's in the mall to me.
0: <laughs> Mark's my attack dog. Everybody. So like, if you say anything nasty on the podcast, Mark, on you want let Mark on after you. Mark schools mm. the haters, right? Mark.
2: Yeah, I don't have that hashtag on my bar for nothing.
0: and it's worth noting that mark did this guy did respond to mark and his response was i didn't say i hated you i voiced my opinion the same way you did in the podcast i didn't feel any passion or any subjective criticism apparently this guy doesn't understand what the term subjective criticism means because that's literally what he did and you didn't know some things in the canon that star wars fans should know you listened to literally the first 10 minutes i don't know what you could glean from the first 10 minutes that would lead you to believe that we're ignorant. And it's worth noting in that episode, I listened to it today, and we actually did talk about stuff in the Star Wars canon, and things that weren't canon anymore. So it's fabulous. I, I, again, this is another weird thing. Where some, I don't know how this person even found us. It's like, how do you stumble upon something and complain about it? Well, I guess that's the internet in the hole, isn't it?
1: Yeah, you just explained uh, how the, the internet works. Networks, yeah, especially Twitter. Twitter uh, is a cesspool.
0: Oh, you, you yeah. But yeah. anyway, though, uh, me complaining aside against our one complainer, we are talking about Star Wars oversaturation, in the marketplace, along with Toys R Us implosion, which we were going to talk about this for our one year anniversary episode. But because of the current doomsday and cat- uh, catastrophe that Toys R Us is currently in, I figure we might have to move it up just to make it a little bit more relevant. So, gentlemen. Before we get into the Star Wars element of this, are either one of you disappointed that Toys R Us is going bye-bye?
1: Mark, you can go first. Um, you don't want my opinion
2: on this one. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I am kind of surprised. Um, but at the same time, um, not because, you know, I saw the news about the bankruptcy stuff back uh, last year in the fall. You know, that that had hit the news. I thought that they would be able to get their things organized, you know. I, a lot of times, you hear the thing. A lot of times, when people hear the word bankruptcy, they equate that to, "Oh, it's going out of business." And and no, it doesn't mean it's going out of business. It Just means that there are some, there's some, um, they're they're having financial issues uh, and um, they're going through a process that will help them get out of them. You know, that that can potentially help them get out of. Them. Um, that's that's all that bankruptcy means. Uh, and there's you know that. There's a lot of legal mumbo jumbo behind, and there's a lot of chapter this, chapter that. Mark, tell us the difference
0: though. between chapter seven and chapter eleven bankruptcy.
2: I actually do not know. I, I you don't? I figured
0: to. I figured that was you. That was up your alley. <laughs> no, I'd have to, uh, I'd have to uh, look it up. And, chapter uh, just just for a quick reference, chapter eleven is usually restructuring. Chapter seven is adios amigos.
2: Yeah, so they did chapter did they do chapter eleven or.
0: Yeah, that was back in September of 2017.
2: Okay, so they did Chapter 11, and um, but uh, so yeah, so a lot of businesses will do Chapter 11 uh, bankruptcy, you know, because they, they, they think that they could pull out of their uh, their financial issues, and um, and many do, but then there's some that don't, and unfortunately, it sounds like in this case they don't. Now this news hit the this uh, news about closing kind of uh, hit like a you know a day or two ago, and there were a few conflicting reports. Um, There was one where they were only going to close like a certain percentage of U.S. stores, but then another report came out saying that they're pretty much closing all of them. They're already closing all of them in the U.K. and then they, but um, you know, so the fact they're closing all of them here, well, then there's that. And and I think you posted a link on uh, on our group chat about that. Uh, uh, some Canadian firm was thinking about you know buying yes. some of the locations, but just the can the Canadian ones
0: Well, well, this this is kind of the the fishy issue, is that it's at this point I don't think anybody truly knows what's going on with the U- the U.S. ones because even though like I, I know there's a hundred different stories out there along the lines of like oh it's it's all the U.S. stores are going out of business. But it's like, yes, like, like the Toys R Us is like corporately is, is known today is going is disappearing. But at the same time, though, is that like the whole point of like a liquidation, too, is that they could sell off. Um, they could sell stores to this this MGA Entertainment, which is the company Mark was referencing, the Canadian firm. And that's what they could do. They, could, they This Canadian firm could buy as many stores as they want of the U.S. chain during the liquidation sale. And obviously, they'd have to buy the rights to the name, and essentially, they'd more or less, they might update some things, Heather, but they would pretty much be the same logo, and not that much would change in the sense of like they cut the business end. But obviously, all the debt would be gone because it's technically a brand new company, and that's what a lot of people are hoping for: is that basically some of the stores will survive. Like obviously, there's no way there's going to be 800 stores; it would be in the ballpark. I think I've seen anywhere from two to 400. Um, and for the record, by the time you're hearing this, it, people are hearing this, it might have changed. We are we are judging this solely off of what we have at our fingertips as of March 15th at 10.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So something could change in the next half hour. Um, but that's kind of at this point, that's the only hope for Toys R Us
2: at so, this juncture. So the Canadian firm can essentially save a couple U.S.-based locations, what you're saying, right?
0: Yeah, if, if they, they choose
2: to. If they well, choose to.
0: Which is worth, like I said, I am by no means, I I don't have access to Toys R Us' numbers, but Toys R Us does have a legitimate role in the toy industry. It's like, yes, you hear the stuff between Amazon and and Walmart and Target, but like, again, it makes up something, again, the percentage changes on who you read it from, but they make up roughly what, 10 to like 25% of the, the toy market. And it's like, that's huge. Like, if any other industry, if, up to twenty five percent of the of the market just disappeared. Like that's a seismic shift in how an industry is going to be run. Right. And that's I, you know, someone's got to save them because there's just too. And plus, you know how much money's at stake there? If you know, again, the reason why Toys R Us is in problems is because it's financial history. It's not just Amazon.
2: No, no, and, and yeah, you know, it's it's also you know lack of uh, being able to keep up with trends and stuff. It's. You can't just blame Amazon. You, you got to blame, you know, the blame also falls on, you know, some of the upper management and, you know, and not making decisions that would, like, you know, keep up, have them keep up with trends. Although sometimes it's also, uh, some things are also out of their control as well, you know, as, as you see with uh, today's young kids. A lot of them aren't, uh, a lot of them are not buying, you know, um, regular standard toys anymore a lot of them are are just playing games on like uh, on an iphone an ipad you know on a computer so you know that's not to say that there aren't any and then and then when they do want an actual physical toy they go to amazon or they go to like walmart or target or something and um but um you know so sometimes some of the things are out of the control uh but the things that they could control they just didn't do a good job at it like you know trying to do what they can to keep up with with uh, trends, with buying trends. But um, I will say though, I'd be lying if I told you that I wasn't sad when I was hearing this news, uh, because you know, Toys R Us was a store that um, I grew up with as a child, and uh, I can recall um, a Toys R Us that was like that my parents would take me uh, when I was a kid you know, I, I can recall that it was like, you know, there's always like families there, you know, up and down the aisles and stuff. And it just kind of, it kind of had some magic feeling. And then now when I go towards the roads now, you know, close to where I, you know, not too far from where I live, it's like, feels a little empty. Uh, I don't know. It just doesn't have that magic touch to it anymore. I mean, maybe just like when I was, you yeah, maybe just because I grew up and stuff, but, uh.
0: Is like while we were nostalgic for these, for the toy store, I think the worst part of this is the fact you feel bad for roughly the thousands and thousands of people who are now going to be out of work because of all this.
2: Yes, this that, is that's
0: that's the sad part of all this. Like even though we're nostalgic for this for the store, it's the idea that there are people out there that are losing their jobs.
2: Yeah. That so is,
0: in
1: the yeah. end, I mean, I hope they can make something work for more so than just our nostalgic BS reasons.
0: So Zenger, what's your opinion on all that?
1: um do am i going to miss Toys R Us being a store is that the thing we're going at right now or how it you affects know, my I, life
0: anything about Toys R Us
1: anything a net zero loss okay um and the reason i'm saying that it's sad to see a company like this go out of business it is very really cool and i do have kids and i'd love to take them to somewhere like Toys R Us cuz as mark said it is a magical place but on the other hand the town i currently live in and also, it is a town near enough to me that I grew up near enough that I used to come here where there was two bigger town, city, quote-unquote, areas. The one north of here had a Toys R Us. The one I currently live in did not, has not had a Toys R Us probably for 15-plus years. They shut it down years ago, and you have to drive either an hour in either other direction to get to one. So it has not been very impactful in my life, to be honest.
2: Gotcha. You know what? I, I will say this. Uh, I... Um...
1: And, oh, by, by the point. way, by the way, it's oh. not like there's not a place to put it or demand for it here. Just pointing that out.
0: So right, right, right. Right. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. You said there's no demand?
1: No, there, there is. People okay. would love to have one again. But oh, gotcha. for some reason, one never came back here. And maybe this is why. Maybe they didn't want to open a new one.
2: Hmm. All right. Go ahead, Mark. Oh, I was just going to say that, you know, that... that but then that that's actually, also
1: going with their problem... Sorry, that that's also going with their problem stemming back years later, because, I mean, it's been a while since they've had one here.
2: Yeah, gotcha. um, there, there uh, some problems can also be kind of pinpointed to, like, uh, back in the uh, past decade, like around 2005. And we'll, we may get into that here, but I just wanted to say that real quick, that uh, that uh, that Toys R Us I was telling you about, about when I was a kid, that actually closed down. That Toys R Us actually closed down years ago. I think it might have been, like, early 2000s or so uh this is back in like my hometown in texas and uh yeah the, i remember it closed down there used to be okay so th- there was this toys r us and then uh a couple of uh yards away there was a mall and that mall used to have another toy store y'all remember kb toys oh yeah yeah so, yeah it used to have that store there and then then that's but that store was the one that closed down uh and, and then it's gone through some various transformations over the years. But anyways, but then eventually the Toys R Us closed down. And, you know, it was this empty building and then eventually became some sort of, like, technical college or something. And then some, like, some other type of college, Kaplan College or something like that. I don't know. But anyways. Um,
0: well, well, like, like going back to what Mark was saying, though, with all the problems. Like Toys R Us had more problems <clears throat> Then we can probably count at this point. Like he said, the stores are outdated, uh, their financial history was a the call of a burden would be an understatement. And on top of that, there is the cultural, consumer changes in the last 10 years that certainly haven't done them any favors. And you add that all together and it creates a perfect storm that I don't think any company could get out of. Um, I know I, at this point again. It, it's, I think it's fair to say that we have not mentioned Star Wars and all any of this. We are we are connecting this to Star Wars. Oh man, we're already eighteen minutes into this and no mention of Star Wars. We're definitely getting a negative comment. So for uh, this
2: stuff. <laughs> so I just I, I wanted I um sorry I wanted to say that it I, I the other reason why it is surprising is because of what you mentioned is that you know twenty percent of toy sales come from Toys R Us. So you know Toys R Us is essentially. Uh, what I call a uh, category killer, because um, it, you know, it was a business that um, would essentially uh, if you had a small a small business of a toy store in your town, and then but then the a Toys R Us came, that small business would go away, and then you know because the toy you couldn't compete with the Toys R Us, uh, so it was essentially that it's kind of like Best Buy, for example, you know, mm-hmm. um, you, you, that's how I equate I. I think of Toys R Us like Best Buy, uh, you know, the category killers, and um, and but you don't hear this kind of issues with Best Buy because uh, you know they specialize in electronics and they have a wide range of electronics. A lot of there's a demand for a lot of that. Uh, so, uh, it, no, it Best little- Buy is
1: just the storefront for Amazon. By that, you go <laughs> play with that. the stuff in there, and then you're like, "That's cool," and then go order it on Amazon. See, but people do that too with
2: uh, Toys R Us.
0: Or, uh, I, I don't know, but uh. there was a multitude of things with Toys R Us. Uh, the first thing, obviously, and the biggest, is the fact they like they're like eight billion dollars in debt. Uh, the major, the nine tenths of the reason why they're in that position, that back in two thousand five, there was a leveraged buyout with Toys R Us. Without getting into all to legal mumbo jumbo, but what happened was a bunch of investors came on and uh, gained majority uh, stake in Toys R Us, and what they did was they loaded Toys R Us with debt. They basically used Toys R Us as a uh, ATM to basically get as much money as they could out of the company, and then they adios, they ran away from they ran away from the company. So Toys R Us has been saddled with this insane amount of debt that's only accrued interest in the last decade plus. Something like four hundred million dollars. I think it's a year. Sat there, went, went specifically to uh, trying to pay off the interest from this debt. Which again, when you have that much interest, it's, or you have that much interest accruing, that means obviously you're in big trouble. That was the main issue that's wrong with Toys R Us. The second issue is the whole idea of Amazon and uh, Target and Walmart really sitting there um, eating out of their market share. And then probably the most important is the fact that the stores really didn't do anything to update or modernize. And part of that, excuse me, is why they couldn't modernize, uh, modernize is that they did not have the money to reinvest in the stores because of the amount of interest in the debt they're trying to pay off. So it really was this thing where, again, it was a perfect storm because I don't know about you guys, but like you walk into a to- like I used to, I think I've gone into this in the past, but I think I've told Mark, but I might not have said actually on the podcast is that. Back during the from 2003 to roughly 2006, uh, Toys R Us used to have Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments every Saturday, and they kind of they, they discontinued it during the summer and I think over the holidays, like like December or so, um, November December, because obviously there are tons of people in Toys R Us around the holidays and in the summer they figured most kids are playing outside. I mean, this is before iPads and tablets, uh, so I used to sit there go to play Yu-Gi-Oh every Saturday morning. Ever since I was ten years old, and I, like I said I, I was during that time period. I was being homeschooled, so that was like my main way of being, like socializing with people. So that was like my bread and butter. And this is one of the things that goes back to. Um, this is how hopefully we're going to tie this back into Star Wars. Is that think of all the times that in the like in Mark knows this. Mark for the last midnight release for Star Wars toys, what store did you go to? Um, there
2: was one that uh, it's about twenty minutes away. You went to a Toys R Us, though,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, I went to a Toys R Us. All right. And I remember, again, okay, we talked about this in our Force Friday 2 episode, but I remember you just to recap for those who didn't listen to that or didn't catch that episode, you were very disappointed, right? You only got a, what a handful of what you really wanted to buy that evening. Right. And I think that's the issue. I think even though at that point the ship had more or less sailed on Toys R Us, it was just Toys R Us was a dead man walking, it's the whole idea of that... Think about it. And I've, I've encountered this too with Toys R Us. You go to Toys R Us looking to buy something. And you walk in there. And like again, like a midnight thing. Like Mark did. You go in there. You wait online. Like, how many hours online were you, Mark? I got there
2: like at eight.
0: Okay, so you are online for at least four hours. Right. So you have something like that. You wait online four hours for toys. And you figure, okay, I'm waiting online four hours. I should at least get the majority of what I want. You walk in there and you get – what did you say, Mark? You got at least half of what you want or less or more? Um,
2: probably like half or so. So you got
0: half of what you want. And what you didn't get half-wise, did you just not buy it or did you go to another store and make that purchase? Uh,
2: just another store to make the purchase or exactly you know, go online and, or something.
0: Exactly, and that's and that's the issue at the end of the day. Is that people like Toys R Us always had this reputation? Zenger probably knows this. Is that when you couldn't find a toy anywhere else, Toys R Us always had it. Yeah, it might be it might be a little bit more expensive, but yep. you were you were guaranteed to get the toy there.
1: I'll tell you what it was solid for that place. Um, when it was big, Skylanders and Disney Infinity. Oh yeah, man! If you wanted to find one of those or an exclusive one, there they were always the place to go to for those.
0: And plus weren't they big for the amiibos too? Probably. So you have all that, and on top and this is, I'm I'm even talking about like going like further past than just the last like uh five or six years. Like I'm talking about like the cabbage patch kids, um, teletubbies. Um, oh I Pokemon remember going toys. there as a
1: kid and it was one of those places that it's like, oh man, I'm not gonna find these toys anywhere else. I better, you know, get some good stuff. And actually I remember most of my Star Wars toys came from there.
0: The thing that went on with, like, Star Wars and stuff, like, like, I remember, like, when I first got to Star Wars, like, right after the, the Phantom Menace, like, Toys R Us had, like, all the Power of the Force 2 stuff. So it was, like, go all, like, again, it's, like, I got like, the Millennium, like, my grandparents sent me the Millennium Falcon for my birthday, and it's, like, and, and again, because Toys R Us had it all, because, and plus, a lot of that stuff was pegwarming at the time, but, again, like, whereas Walmart and Target kind of gets rid of that stuff after a couple of years, Toys R Us very rarely ever clearance things out, and that's part of their problem now, too. And so you have all that. And plus, again, going back to what I was saying with the um, Yu-Gi-Oh! stuff, is like I got into you and again, okay, this is the thing that Toys R Us was missing. And they have and it's also the fact that kids aren't playing with toys anymore. It's like I like when Yu-Gi-Oh, the card game, was like really starting to take off, like in the early 2000s, you they used to have like a not tournaments, but like you could play with other people. It was it was very it wasn't very formal. There was like it wasn't like a tournament, but like, you could just like hang out, you play with like random kids, you meet people. And, like, but guess what, though? While you're in there, they sold a ridiculous amount of cards during that two hours on Saturday mornings because people would just sit there, come in. Like, the kids would be like, Mommy, 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 or Daddy, 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 buy me the pack of Yu Gi Oh cards. Like, I know, it wasn't again, like, God, I wouldn't have half the cards it wasn't for that Yu Gi Oh tournament they used to do. And that's what it was. Like, they'd have events to get people to, like, buy stuff. And the problem is that they just don't do that anymore because, A, the toy companies aren't really producing anything like that. And then on top of it, when the toy companies do promote or do produce new products that lend themselves to those sort of like events, not just simply card, card-based games, but like, like what was that thing recently, Xander, you probably know, a bunch of Hatchimals? yeah Hash ha- animals yeah it's like there's so many i remember once at my toys r us that like they had like this whole little thing set up where like you could win one and like they, like they had like coloring you could do like they actually had an event to get you in store and considering Zenger's uh, on top of being in the broadcast business zenger's also a retail expert he knows nine tenths of the battle is getting you into the store yes like once, once you get someone into the store there's a very strong possibility they're not going to walk out empty-handed because consumers need to justify making the trip Uh so you have
1: hence why I own Justice League right now. Yes. Zach Snyder should write you a
0: thank you letter. He should. Uh you gotta gotta check to see if that Zack Snyder cut's in there. Did you get the Zack Snyder cut? (laughs) I just bought the I didn't buy the steel book. No, you gotta check for the Zack Snyder cut. I will check. You know how you get the Zack Snyder cut, right? How? You you put the disc in upside down into the player.
1: Oh Oh, man. I'm ready to break a I'm ready to break break a blue player now.
0: I, I, I stole that joke from our our friend of the show Eric, age myself. I saw he tweeted that, and I thought it was a fabulous joke. So, bravo, Eric. Um. So, on top of going back to that though it's like, and that's what it was like. But the problem is that Toys R Us needed like to get people into the store. You need to do constant events like that. Like, I know Toys R Us had like like no presence on social media. Like every like every store should have had its own like Twitter account, Instagram, Facebook. Like all these things that get people like interested in the brand, like is you guys know, and plus anybody listening to this, like there's been a huge outpouring of support on social media. So I would imagine MGA Entertainment, like they got to be looking at saying, okay, there's there's still there's still life worth in this brand. There's still again plus that roughly fifteen to twenty five percent of the market share. Like say what you will about Amazon. If Amazon goes out of business a hundred years from now, no one's gonna feel sentimental about it. No one ever felt warm and cuddly ordering something with two-day free shipping. It's just it's not a sentimental. Speak brand. for
1: yourself, man. Oh, I know right. it's gonna be here in two days.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. but but no one ever felt sentimental about that. Well, like, you have like all these companies that like tweet stuff like every like fifteen minutes, like hey, we're doing this retweet us and like it's like that's how you get people interested in your brand or in your business it's like you just can't simply like put the like think about it So someone made a comment in the last couple of weeks that like think about going into toys R Us today you walk in there it's kind of like a sam's club for toys it's just like a warehouse with toys like it, there's not that many people walking around you don't see that many kids unless you go like on a weekend it's it, it's just a whole, plus toys have become insanely overpriced it's just that whole idea of like, okay, you could like you – know, you three all remember. Like if you wanted a toy, you could like save up your allowance or save up your birthday or your like, uh, like um, Christmas money or whatever holiday you celebrate. You could save up your money and probably buy a toy within like a month to six weeks. Now, like look how much toys are. If a kid wants a toy, anything that's even remotely cool, it's like $70, 80 and never mind most right. kids. It's just the idea of, like, like the industry has changed, and plus Toys R Us isn't helping it at all. Like Again, like, yes, Toys R Us didn't have money to remodel its stores, but you know what Toys R Us corporate should have, tell, should have been telling all the managers? We want you to create a Twitter account, create a Facebook account, do social media, and get people. Like, it wouldn't have been hard, like, if you have a, again, not to use the Hatchimals thing again, but let's just say I'm trying to think, like, like Legos. Like, let's say there's a new, like, like, Mark knows, there's, like, days when new Lego products come out. And I would imagine Toys R Us probably gets sent probably not demo ones, but something along the lines of like, uh, I don't know, something like like those little mini poly bags. Is that what they're called, Mark? Yeah. Yeah, like oh, I know yeah. a couple. Of th- yeah, and I know like they, every once in a while they have some sort of event. If you went to Toys R Us, you got a little mini poly bag. And like what was? Did they do um, like C three PO with the red arm? They or- did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. See. See, Mark. I know my Lego. And,
2: and recently and so, they did uh, the DJ character from the well, Last Jedi as well. Well,
0: yeah. Okay. Did you? You went to Toys R Us and you got that right?
2: Uh, unfortunately, they had run out of that, um, so oh, I well, had to get that, it from uh, from but, eBay.
0: Well, that's okay, but that's even more of an issue. Then is that when you went in there looking for the DJ minifig? Did you buy anything that trip? Uh, I did. That's where I got that. Uh, so what you? Okay, I, I think no, I know no, what no, Zach's no, getting at. Mark, Mark just defeated my argument for me,
1: but but Zach I, I think was getting at it. it's not enough to get you in the store. It also is the purchase up. If they don't have something in stock, you're not going to want to stay in the store at
0: all. Well, you feel it's like okay, it's it's the whole idea of like I, going back to Best Buy. It's like it's like when they have like Best Buy does like SteelBook exclusives or like again the only times I've gone into a Best Buy and Best Buy again this is a complete again knowing that Zenger worked for. Uh, tell Zenger my my Mad Max Fury Road Steelbook story, but we're not doing. How that everyone right now everyone knows I work for. No, so we'll bleep that out every time we talk about it. When Zenger oh, worked sweet. for beep. <laughs> so I will. And then make, make it
1: blatantly obvious in the next sentence. Still, <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but I'll tell Zenger that story one day. Uh, my Mad Max Fury Road Steelbook story, but uh, no. So, you're going back to like, you have like, I've walked in the store looking for like a retailer exclusive. And when that store doesn't have what I want, I walk out and I'm going to buy it somewhere else. I'm not going to, like, if you're going to sell something that's an exclusive or offer it, you don't have it, you're not getting my money. I'm not going to give it to you. I'm going, again, I feel as a consumer, I feel duped, I feel misled. I, and I can obviously. Mark went and bought something from Toys R Us, so I obviously he's defeating my argument in this instance. But at the same time, though, I would imagine there are people that walked in there looking for the DJ mini or looked for the C3PO with red arm and they went in there. Or even like it was like, I think, imagine like, you have a little Johnny or Janie and they walk in and they see like a big poster on the door, like the day before, like, oh, mommy, daddy, can we come back tomorrow and see if we can get this shirt? And they come back at like, I don't know, 11.30, like an hour and a half after everything that's happened. And it's like, oh, oh, we ran out. It's like, well, how much does a, a minifig cost? Like they don't cost anything to make, and they're obviously all promotional items. So it's 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 like you got you gotta do more things like that though. But sometimes it's more than just offering something for free. It's also offering that socializing experience, like what happened with me and Yu-Gi-Oh! You have to do something. I think of all these people that have an emotional attachment to Toys R Us. And again, you don't – like no one like, – I think about it. If Toys R Us – not Toys R Us. Target announced tomorrow, oh, we're, we're shutting down our toy department. I think people would be disappointed for the lack of convenience, but there wouldn't be this emotional outpouring that you're feeling with Toys R Us.
1: If you were going to say they are shutting down Target, there would be an emotional oh, yeah. outpouring for me, but their toy well,
0: section, uh, so-and-so I mean, pop figures. Well, yeah, so yeah, no more pop figures. Oh, like, the,
1: yes, my- there would be an emotional outpouring for me.
2: The, yeah, I agree, because uh, yeah, there was a certain uh, cultural... Because
1: uh, they have impact. the Jeff Goldblum Jurassic Park one where he's laying down, and It sold out in like less than 12 minutes. <laughs> I didn't even know it. it was on
2: sale, god dang it. <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. No, I was just saying, there's a certain uh, cultural impact that Toys R Us has made. Uh, yeah. Versus other stores, uh, you know, in particular like their toy section. It's like, you know, nobody's gonna care if the toy section at Walmart is gone. You know, and um, same thing with uh, Target. Um, but Toys R Us, you know, developed a culture. They're known as toys. You know, when you think of Walmart, you you don't think toys. You think uh, I don't even know. You, you, He's you standing think, in line, greasy rednecks. It, yeah, or you, okay, you think told. like uh, you think uh, getting cheap stuff uh, of everyday home things. Uh, I guess I don't know. Um,
0: but like, but they, that's exactly it, though, Mark. Like and you nailed the uh, nail on the head. It's just the whole idea of I, the only thing I can think of that's kind. It's not even this severe, but the only other comparison is when Blockbuster closed down because like Blockbuster was one of those things. Zenger, did you work for Blockbuster? But
1: there, no, I did not. There was an avenue, though, out of that. It closed because of multiple reasons, I mean, including bad business, and there still is a store open, come find it, um, <laughs> that, that I mean, they, they, they had something. They, they had Netflix. There was the streaming industry. Are we going to get streaming toys next? No. But, no there, the boy- there is a void that will be left by this. I understand that, yeah, you know, it... Okay, it's gonna be weird for me having kids. I would love to take them to a Toys R Us and everything to walk through an entire toy store instead of let's let let's go to the toy section of Walmart. It's like I, I just ugh I just hate even hearing that.
0: Well, but again, going back, to, it, it's real, it's, I was like, real quick, let me finish my, 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 my blockbuster uh, comparison. And that yeah, like I, I get it. Netflix and all them did a thing with blockbuster, and Zenger did admit that again. Blockbuster had some pretty bad business practices during the last 5 to 10 years of its existence. But there is that same sort of cultural thing. Again, you guys all remember it. On Friday night... Okay, hold
1: on. Like, not buying Netflix when they had the opportunity to.
0: Well, that's... Okay, they had no idea what... Again, who knew what Netflix... I remember when I signed up for Netflix Instant in 2007, and all they had was airline and like like aliens fight the big boobed monster number three. It's like (laughs) Netflix Instant was an absolute joke when it first started. It's the whole idea of just Blockbuster was something that was again you guys probably remember after school, sometimes like your parents would take you there. You get like you rent a movie, you get pizza, whether it be your parents or your girlfriend or whatever it was, or a bunch Can of friends. Can I make on. a
1: sad statement real quick? Please do. We didn't have a blockbuster in town where I grew up.
0: Oh, God, my we no had
1: we had a movie rental place, but it was locally owned and it was super cool.
0: Because okay, they okay.
1: sometimes mistakenly put out movies that weren't supposed to be out yet.
0: Oh, okay. Well, okay, but anyway, you get my point, though. It's, yes, like, if I, it's yes, the whole, yes. I when, know.
1: I do remember doing that when it movie rental awesome.
0: chains disappear or movie rental stores disappear, whether it be mom and pop shops. This, this is
1: sad because it's the third time in like three weeks on a podcast I'm discussing rental movie places again.
0: Okay, see, now that's why you're interrupting me. You you didn't want to talk about it? Yeah, uh, but no. But I think that that's the only other comparison to this because it is a it is part of a a massive cultural shift. And as much as everybody keeps relying on Amazon and all the shipping, though, and, like, there is – I don't know about you guys, though. I hate ordering things online. I hate order – only time I order something online is if I cannot find it in a store. Or at the very least, I can't find it practically in store in that, like, okay, I'm going to have to sit there drive around to, like, three or four stores and, like, be at, like, a store at, like, 8 a.m. in the morning to make sure that I get it. The only time I order something is if I really know I'll never find it in store. But other than that, though, I hate ordering I, – I, 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 I don't have Amazon Prime. I know Mark does, but do, do you use Zenger? <laughs> okay. You, oh, I'm oh, sorry. I know Zenger has it. Mark, do you have Amazon Prime? Uh, yeah, I have Amazon Prime. Okay, I don't have Amazon Prime. I, I, every time I order something from Amazon, they essentially, how they mail it to me, they put it in a padded envelope and they drop kick it outside the warehouse. And I have to <laughs> hope that the wind just blows it toward me eventually. Because I have not ordered anything from Amazon in like the last like three years that has not arrived damaged. Like I've ordered like three or four action <laughs> figures from them and it looks like somebody dropped kick it every single time. And I'm like, I'm not even kidding you. I got like an Ahsoka figure, my, my Black Series Ahsoka figure, in. Someone sat on it, and I called them up. I'm like, "What the hell is this?" And they're like, "Oh, we're sorry. We'll send you another one." I'm like it's out of stock, and they're like, "Oh, they're like, oh, we'll order you one from the third party seller." I'm like, "You're gonna pay sixty dollars. Uh, 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 we'll refund you." I'm like, "That doesn't get me another figure." Oh, we're sorry for the inconvenience, and I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> does that get me the figure?" And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with the figure. You, you people couldn't ship it properly. I ordered a Deadpool figure from them. Same exact thing happened. I, and they keep telling me it's again. I, I, that's why I have to, I have to ask uh, a family member who has Amazon Prime. I ask her. Like, I send her the money, and I say, will you please order this for me? Because at least I guess with Prime shipping, they actually put it in a box. They just don't just like wrap it like in like tissue paper. And like, like, launch it out of a cannon. <laughs> it's like, like, it's like, come on! And like, everyone's like, Amazon's the greatest thing ever. I'm like, no, it's not. It's run by a madman who has way too much money. And uh, uh, sorry, that, I'm,
1: I'm I'm looking at my recent orders, and it's solid gold. Good God, I order r-
0: random stuff. Okay, there you go. See, if you want to know why Toys R Us is dying, there you go, everybody. It's the <laughs> it's the zeng the zenger guy. Oh, sorry. One toy was ordered, though, recently. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You could you could have bought Justice League at Toys R Us for, like, I bought it $99. at Best Buy. You could, have, you could have bought it at Toys R Us for, like, impulse dollars
1: Impulse Bought it at Best Buy, too. My. You could have
0: Impulse purchased it at, at, at Toys R Us for, for an insane amount of money. But, no, going back to our topic of just the Star Wars toys, I think a major part of this, too, is to think about, like, one of those... Again, like you walk into a Toys R Us... And, again, Zenger hasn't because Zenger's closed 15 years ago. But as Mark knows, you walk into a Toys R Us, and if you look at it, half the store isn't even toys. Like, like half of it is, like, weird, like, baby clothes and, like, like kids' clothes. And then, like, another part of it is, like, baby cribs. And then you have yeah, like
1: that's, a section. that's a Babies R Us hybrid one.
0: No, but a lot of them, like, do you remember the thing uh, called Kids R Us that ran around for a while? Like, they had, like, like actual stores called Kids R Us. It was kind of like Uh, a blend between Toys R Us and Babies R Us. Kinda. Well, that's what happens. A lot of these stores is that like like the back section of the store became like like a weird like toddler area where they had like like strollers and cribs and like um I don't know terms like the thing you put like the the thing that holds the baby like not the carriage but I think you could hold on your um whatever it is I, I don't have children I don't care they have like a whole section for like those like. Out, like extremely overpriced, like little mini Jeeps and like little mini cars that the kids can drive around. They're like six, like what, five to six hundred dollars a piece. Beep, it's beep. like beep beep. Then you have like a whole section for bicycles and like scooters. And then you have like a whole section for Barbie. You know, I haven't seen a little girl play with a Barbie in like ever.
1: Uh and earlier she, today, one of
0: my Your kids actually play with like physical toys?
1: Yeah.
0: Dang, you, buy, you gotta buy them an iPad.
1: I no one of them actually has a. Um, we got her an Amazon Fire for her birthday.
0: No, no, they all have to have like iPad Pros, two hundred fifty-six gigs. Every single on one of them.
1: I'll work on it. You know, if this podcast paid me more, I'd be able to do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> we we have,
0: we have to work on that. We have to talk to Sky, we have to see if SkywardFunsupply dot com can give us some um, iPad Pros. Yeah, we, I don't want. That's not fair. The Zenger kids should not have to have to rough it with a uh, Amazon Fire. They should have iPad Pros.
1: One of my kids has an iPad. iPad Pro? No, it's my old one. Doesn't
0: count. Doesn't count. Sorry.
1: All right. I'm sorry I failed as a father.
0: You have failed as a father because your kids don't have iPad Pros. But no, like I said, tying (laughs) this back to Star Wars. (laughs) And I think the – I keep saying I think I've said it six times already. We're going to get so much hate mail for this episode because it's just me wanting to talk about Toys R Us. Uh, But no, I guess – now I'm really going to tie it to Toys R Us. So currently while Toys R Us is imploding – and we've hinted about this on previous episodes. Hasbro is begging for money from fans for a $500 sale barge, a Java sale barge. They- oh, this! Oh, this! <laughs> Singer does not like this. I don't get it. I, neither do I. I love action figures. Mark, do you get it? No, there's no way I'm gonna get. No, I mean, I mean, do you get it? Like, do you get the concept of it? Like, do you like, like, if you want, like, if you were into action figures, would this actually appeal to you?
1: Does it actually float and fly around
2: my room? No, no. It's kind of like you know, it's kind of like that uh, thing that Target sold, like when back when the Force Awakens was coming out, that uh, Tie Fighter initially was priced at two hundred dollars. Oh no, but, you mean the six inch one. Yeah, remember that one?
0: Yeah, I have that.
2: Yeah, like it was like. Uh, you know 170 yeah But then they priced it down to
0: like 70 or
2: 80 eventually or something
0: yep I got mine at 50 <laughs> yep I waited for clients but like this is why I'm like, tying this into like, like Star Wars and like uh, Toys R Us is that like you have Toys R Us that's going out of business because things are changing and yet Hasbro's like give us $500 for a toy that's gonna be like it's literally four feet long like, it's, it's 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 ridiculous, the dimensions of this thing. And, like, I follow, like, web forums and stuff. Like, with that, like, again, Rebel Scum forums. I sit there, like, like looking at that. And it's, like, people are so many... It's only gotten, I think, around 2,700 backers as of recording this. But it's, like, they want 5,000 backers and $500 a piece. And, yes, that includes shipping in, in the box and everything like that. But at the same time, though, it's, like, clearly... There's, there's a market for this, but it's like extremely niche. And that's the issue with Toys R Us. Is that toys are now changing from – like I said, you see more adults in the toy store buying toys than you do children. And I think a lot of that is the fact that there's no like, – on top of the fact that kids are enamored with iPads and tablets and video games, I think the main issue is that toy companies aren't even trying anymore to market to kids. Like, what's that new thing now? Again, Z- Zenger's the one with the kids around here. Have you seen the com- – I only ask because you have uh, you have children, Zenger. That thing, it's, a, it's like a little monster in a cage. And it, like, growls and it, like, rumbles and it tries to break out of its cage. Uh, I
1: have not seen this yet.
0: Okay, you haven't seen this yet? I, I've seen it on TV because it, it aired a lot during the Disney XD Star Wars Rebels, like, things for the last weeks. And I saw it at Kmart. And I'm like, this is cute. And then I think I saw it. It's like, it's like $40. Wait, wait.
1: It's at Kmart?
0: Well, I saw it at Kmart. That's the reason why I saw it. I, oh, okay. well, I, I, I saw to commercials say, for it. Was but about I to say, saw- if
1: you want to get to an obscure store that I haven't seen in years, there, there's another one.
0: Fun fact: There's a Kmart right where I live. I mean, I think I, I think I live next to the only profitable Kmart in the entire. Oh, the
1: uh fun Kmart fact: too. One of my town uh, is gone, and there is a Gabe's and a Hobby Lobby in its place. What's okay. a Gabe's? <laughs> it, do you know what TJ Maxx is? Yeah, a sadder version of that. A sadder oh, yeah.
0: version.
2: Yes. there's there's a Gabe's. Uh, <laughs> Not too. Far oh my around. God! You can buy a pork mug. Oh God! But, you know, speaking of speak, speaking of. Oh, right.
1: it's Amazon okay. Choice too. To get us back on topic, okay. Look, I feel like the toy market for adults is getting more and more niche as time goes on, and more and more fickle too.
0: Is it getting more? I don't know if it's getting more niche though. Like. I don't know about that. I think it's becoming more uh, specialized in that, like, they're going, it, it's very obvious they're going for more premium avenues. Like, they're going more for, again, you know, like, what's it, hot toys? Like, like what's it, like, a $200, $200 like, glorified dolls? And you have to, like, even, like I say, going back to the Hasbro sale barge, they're clearly going for a more expensive, higher end of the marketplace. Cause like think about like again yes they have things like Star Wars again, we're just going back to Star Wars and more or Black Series and, and Marvel Legends. But like there's a lot of people now that are just like you think about Marvel even moved into the 12 inch figure range. The ones are like $50 a piece. I think it's fickle, but I think people are adults are willing to spend more money. Because it's like, oh I'm an adult. Like before I used to spend like eight dollars or like five dollars for an action figure as a kid. Now I'm going to spend like two hundred and fifty dollars for a hot toys Iron Man. I,
1: I, okay, I got an interesting question that's kind of vaguely congruent with this, even though I don't think they ever sold these, and this might be where a lot of stuff's heading. Um, have you guys ever shown any interest or gotten anything for x wings
0: Oh, the miniatures game?
1: Yeah. I, no.
0: really wanted a um the Ghost, and I also wanted a uh, Hammerhead Corvette. And I looked at the price for those kits, and I think they're like thirty dollars a pop. And I think the Ghost was like fifty, and so you know they're really cool-looking, like miniature models. I'm like, I'm not spending fifty dollars on like a, like a very like like double the size of a micro machine. But why are you buying it though? Because I am a man, baby, who likes playing with Star Wars toys.
1: But you're buying it. Oh man, you can get the Outrider. Um, <laughs> you're buying it for the purpose of collecting it you're not buying it for the purpose of the game aspect of it that you could be playing yes because i'll tell you this um unlike zach i play a game for men called magic and um both places i normally play magic at have people playing x-wing now the one i play it at normally they don't they have the table for it, but no one plays on the night. We're in there because they make sure to separate stuff out. So if the store is full of people playing magic, you don't have people trying to play X wing on top of it. But I've always seen the table and they have a ton of the miniatures, and it's funny cause I'll be sitting there and I'll listen like while I'm in the middle of a match or just, oh, yeah, the ghost is fifty bucks. um while while I'm listening and stuff and overhear them talking about, oh, yeah, so- and so's order came in. They ordered this, 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 yeah, they got about four hundred dollars in miniatures for this. And it's one of those things where it's like, maybe people are moving away from these toys and going to stuff like this, that has multi use to it, to them.
0: I, I agree. I think that's what it is. I think there's only so much money like for like adult, like I said, like I even c- adults have, I think like, obviously some adults will go, like, I know there's people like I've seen there people buy like, They'll buy like God, like five or six hot toys figures. Like, like I have no idea how the people who do the hot toys. Like, I remember like in the span of a month, they like when Avengers: Age of Ultron came out, they announced like the entire like lineup for that movie like in a month. And it's like, oh, they announced Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, uh, Vision, and then it's like, oh, uh, Ultron, Mark One, Mark Two, Mark Three, and it's like Hulkbuster. And it's like that's easily like you're talking like in the ballpark of like five to six thousand dollars.
1: Oh, yet, also, just for a quick note, um, the ten of four um, expansion pack for X-wing is ninety dollars.
0: Yeah, I know X-wing's really expensive because I've, I've seen it at Barnes and Noble and I'm like like I saw the ghost. I'm like, oh man, this is really cool. I was expecting it to be like I don't know, like twenty dollars, and I saw it, it was like fifty. And I'm like, nope. I'm like, I love I love my little Star Wars figures, but you know what? Nope, uh, but no. I guess I think Zenger is correct. I think people are doing things where it's just more than simply. I think about too, like what Hasbro's doing. You buy the action figure and you put it on a shelf, and, 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 and that's it, sits. it. And it sits there like until you have to eventually dust it. And like even look at Mark. Mark loves his Legos, but Mark at least gets a few hours of play and fun out of building his Legos. So it's not just Mark just simply take it out of the box, go this is cool, and goes well where do I put it now. Mark actually gets to sit there, have time, position, you know, putting it together, then positioning it, and doing things and adding it to his many of his displays. So, uh-huh. right? Am I am I wrong, Mark? Or
2: no, nah, I guess spot on. Uh, at least no, with right. the Lego
0: Star Wars stuff. And that's what it is, though. Like even like I, I, even I've kind of made a concert. Like like every time like where I live, there's like a, a there's a Toys R Us. And it's in the same plaza It's like a bunch of other things. Like there's like a Petsmart, there's a Barnes and Noble, there's a Staples, like there's a, again, there's a Spirit Halloween certain times of the year. Um and like every time I'm in there, I'm like, okay, I want to stop in the Toys R Us and just look around. You know, if there's nothing I'm really looking for. And like I, for the last like four or five months, I have deliberately not gone into Toys R Us because A, I'm not really looking for anything. And B, I just don't want to spend the money on toys anymore. It's like, like I'm, I'm run- at a point where I'm literally running out of room to put stuff. Um, you guys all have seen my dresser. It's just, like, I have no more room for this. It's, like, I've kind of really put a stop to, like, buying action figures. Even, like, when I, And this is, again, this was the original point of this episode before Star, the the Toys R Us demise. It was, like, with the Han Solo toys. Like, I honestly cannot see myself buying any Han Solo toys. Because, A, I don't have the room for them. I just don't have room for them. And then on top of that, it's the whole idea. is that everything's And that's another issue with Star Wars, I think this is an issue for Toys R Us as well, is that everything now is clearanced within, like... Three months. It's like, the amount of stuff I've been able to purchase from Rogue One and The Last Jedi, that's severely discounted. It's, it's, like I said, I posted the pictures in our group chat. I got three, uh, ski speeders for $11 a piece. Like, they originally retailed for 40 and that's just what it is, though. So it's like, and also, but and when Hasbro does this and all the other toy chains, I clearance their stuff within like three months. It also devalues the merchandise because guess what? In the eyes of the consumer, it's no longer a quote unquote premium brand because like when when Force Friday happens, or in the case of the solo film, it's being called Wookiee Weekend, which is conveniently mm-hmm. on April twentieth this year. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, so you can sit there when you're when you're buying. Your, I don't see any reason in buying Consolo stuff because you know what? In three months, it's going to be discounted probably by anywhere from fifty to seventy five percent. So what's the point? Like there, there is none. I got again I Rogue One this summer. I got a U-Wing for like eleven. I got for like twelve dollars from GameStop because they had a massive clearance. I got a Star Destroyer. <laughs> oh yeah. I got that for like eleven dollars. I Game mean, so-
1: yeah, it's the the clearance thing. I I bought way too much stuff during that, but yeah,
0: yeah. I guess GameStop carries all this stuff and they clearance it really heavily right before a new product lines about to launch. So I remember with the the Rogue One um uh, Star Destroyers, they were thirty dollars a piece, and they just clearing them down to eleven dollars. I had gift cards, so I'm like, well, I'm making an armada of Star Destroyers. And guess what, though? That really does. It's like people don't value it as much if they see it. It's kind of like when you walk in, like you see this. Imagine like you like buying a brand of something like from Target or Walmart and you go into a dollar store and you see it's worth only a dollar. It's like it makes you feel ripped off because you're spending more money for it than you should be. And on top of it, you see it's such a low price that kind of conveys that it's an inferior product. And that's why like I like, guess again, market attest, it's very rare for Legos to go on massive sale. Like, Mark, like right, Mark, they, Legos go on sale, what, maybe sometimes 10% or even 20%, but you never see a Lego like marked down to 75%. No. Okay. And and
2: that's
0: and that's what it is. And that's why Lego is a brand that's that, that's never really looked down upon. So like I guess and I think that's the ultimate issue with all this, is that it's it's everyone's fault. You have Toys R Us who doesn't know how to market the toys anymore. You have Hasbro that has no idea how – they don't know who they're making toys for anymore. And then on top of that, you have the, the change in the, the buying culture and the consumer culture where nobody wants to leave their house. Like I know people in my family who just – they literally live on the computer all day and they spend 100 percent of their time either on Amazon or on Facebook. And when they're not chatting with people, they're buying something that they're going to have within two days. And I think that's what ultimately destroys the retail – the brick-and-mortar retail experience. Or you could be like Zenger and Impulse buy Justice League.
1: Yes. No, I kind of wanted to make the point going back to X-Wing. I don't know why I don't play it even though I've like watched it and it seems interesting. No, it just – it's one of those things I feel like this is what a lot of Star Wars fans would rather put their money into because – um sack what can you do with those star destroyers can you use them in a game where you can throw dice and interact oh, with somebody oh, thought, else and i thought,
0: I thought you meant x-wing what you can do with the models
1: oh no no i'm saying the ones that you bought
0: no you can't they do still, anything with they, but, they sit on my ceiling and they wait to bludgeon me in my sleep <laughs> as do we all but no um these things like you can have you can you can do a little
1: role play thing with them to where you can you know have a DM of sorts. I I don't know the terminology for it. I haven't listened in that hard, but a DM of sorts where you set up a campaign that your little fighters and your friends fighters all go on an adventure with. Um, the one I was overhearing them doing was they basically were, um, they were going out. It was during the Clone War. It was right before the Clone War started because they pointed out that the last mission would take place would actually be the, um, Order sixty six. Oh. They were they were Republic fighters, and it was they basically were starting at the beginning of the Clone Wars, like right before it started, and then by the end of their campaign, which would take I don't know how long, they'd be going into the. Cl- I mean the the Order sixty six would basically be how it ended, and they had you know all their little figures out, and they were rolling dice and had measuring tape and different stuff like that, and I didn't I I was sitting there being higher class and playing magic and. Um, and, and it was something something that I was like, it's interesting, but I'm not, I, I'd like to try it, but I'm not investing in it to the X amount that you can, but I know it's something that's popular. Cause like I said, anytime I go into a hobby store, they always have stuff set aside for that. And it's always something to where they, like, like if you ask them about, it, they'll be like, oh yeah, I have so-and-so them that spends X number of hundreds plus dollars on it. You know, oh, yeah. monthly or something, and I'm like, "Is there stuff coming out and often?" They're like, "No, they're just trying to get sets and stuff for certain certain things they want to do." And I'm yeah. like, "That's that's where I think a lot of people are spending money on stuff." Because I mean, as much as it would be cool to have certain like figures and stuff for me, I'd rather buy something I can then go use like this. It would be cool. It's like, "Huh? Do I buy this Star Destroyer model or do I buy this X Wing thing?" And I can go technically try out this game then.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that's a very good point too, Zanger. Is that when you look, like you said, there's this the, level. The fan of-
1: base is shifting into a different medium, possibly where people who would normally buy stuff might now. Now, is that every person? No, obviously it's not. I'm sitting here talking to two people who don't seem to want to aren't aren't doing that.
0: No, so. but I think you I think you have a point too. Is that we're also moving to we're, we're a much more social culture. Than we were 15, 20 years Because, again, even know, yes, you did have internet chat rooms, and people did engage over the internet. Think about think about how we met. We met over the internet. It's like no, none of us. Unfortunately. unfortunately, We met, in, actually, we met in the back alley behind the Toys Us, and that's how we all got to know each other. Like, hey, what are you doing back here? Oh, huh? no, do you want to start a Star Wars podcast? Yeah, yeah. sure. That's <laughs> why we're here. Zenger has a point though. It's interactive. thing so you get to interact. I think, but when you buy the X Wing game, much how like I was doing Yu Gi Oh back at Toys R Us fifteen years ago, it was a level of interactivity. Like you collected the cards, but at the same time you got to play the cards. You traded cards, and there was this level of just a social bond with other human beings. But like you go into Toys R Us, how many of the toys there? Are meant to be played with other. It's a toy. You can play toys with Excluding anybody. Excluding
1: the card-based games, because I know that they do have a lot of that stuff still.
0: Well, yeah. I, I, or like said, Sorry. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think they have as much as they once did. Uh, but, I, but again, think about how many, how much toys today are meant to be played with other people. It's like yes, you can obviously again, you can play Barbie. Like two little girls or two kids can play Barbie, and they can do it until their hearts content. But at the same time. It's Can you like, roll
1: a dice and and determine that the the how many hit points they have? No, you can't. Depends on what version of Barbie
0: you're playing. That
1: goes deep. Deep cut, deep cut.
0: Uh, but, yeah, like I said, I think that's what it is. I think these, like I said, think, I was going back to this, like the Hatchimals. You, you know, yes, you can play Hatchimals with another kid. It's not as much fun as, I don't know what, Zinger, what, do any of your children play a game or something that can add to my case? Like, is there something where you're like, oh, they do this online or they, they play with this? That's something that's exclusive to their generation?
1: Um, I guess with the little ones right now, one of them's really into a show on Netflix called PJ pj mask
0: oh yeah okay i know that
1: yeah and she has toys now for that and she likes playing with the toys when she's not watching the show so if she's not watching the show she likes to have her toys she does like star wars but the only star wars toys we have are my old ones and they're in the basement
0: right now okay okay, that okay you're kind of doing a mark to me you're you're cutting my argument off you're kind of like Because I said, I'm I'm
1: sure if I bought her Star Wars toy, she would want to play Star Wars, which actually on that note, I will retract that back real quick. She does have a lightsaber and she will try to fight me with it sometimes.
0: Okay, well, yeah, she'll
1: she'll 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 come in. She'll run the room with her lightsaber and she'll know I'll go get mine that actually lights up and does sound effects. And her and her little sister will fight me, even though the little one will just kind of wave it around, get bored and walk off. (laughs) or smack the living crap out of Quinn with hers and then walk off.
0: Uh, that's not
1: good. It's not good, too, but as, as a parent, it's, it's oh, that's terrible,
0: but it's kind of funny. But, yeah, I, I, that goes back to the whole issue, I think, with Toys R Us. Like I said, I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I really genuinely hope that MGA pulls them out of this, or at least pulls the name and tries to salvage the image a little bit. I think I think even if Toys R Us does go under, cause apparently MGA is buying the, the Canadian branch. If they do go out of business completely, it's Circuit in the US, City
1: all over again.
0: I don't think no, because I Circuit City was Circuit City was running out of market share. They could, they there wasn't anything. There was no piece of the pie left for them to do. Toys R Us, there Toys R Us has a up a, a slice of the pie. It's the fact that their financials yeah. didn't allow them to, to, to play with it. This, and yeah, they,
2: they were like the sole category killer. Yeah.
0: Well, they were. But like I said, it's the fact that everything else, again, if it wasn't, I don't think they'd be having as many problems if Toys R Us, not Toys R Us, if Amazon, Walmart, and Target weren't nipping at their heels. But at the same time, though, it's like, I think there is always going to be a market for a toy store. I I don't think you can shift the culture as much as you want. The whole idea, it's the same way you're never going to run out of a, uh, like, as much as how popular Walmart is or Target is, there's never going to be. I mean, the need for like a drug store is never going to disappear. A grocery store. I don't care how popular Amazon gets sending groceries through the mail. There's always going to be grocery stores. They'll take to- a
1: bite out of the market, but they won't do a severe enough job to make it go away.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's what it is. Like, if that, like everything that everything that rises has to fall. And I think toys. I think there's always going to be a demand for toys. But look at like you guys probably seen to – Like you guys ever gone to your mall? Do you remember Toys R Us Express? Did that ring a bell to anybody? Uh, it was like a little thing. Like it, it, they were, they weren't like in, in malls. Like if there was like an empty slot, in the oh, mall. between like the oh, yeah. End of December.
2: yeah, there used to be this one uh, in this outlet mall, uh, not too far from here, about
0: twenty minutes away from me. Um, yeah, I remember that, and then it went away. So, that, but but that they're kind of like a, they're like the the Christmas time version of Spirit Halloween. They are there for roughly like two months, and then it's. Yoink, and that's the whole point of them. They're not meant to be there that long. I think if you took, like I said, like Toys R Us. You look at the size of those stores. And it is. It, it's a. It's almost like a, it's a big box retailer. So like, a, you, a Toys R Us does not need that much space anymore. It just doesn't. If Toys R Us was, I would imagine you probably could solve half or half of Toys R Us's problems if you took the took one of their storefronts, like an average size Toys R Us, and you cut the square footage in half, and let's say I don't know whatever else you have fill the space. Like you could put a, a to think, like you put a Staples in there. You put a Staples or some other chain that can go. Like, obviously, they're separate. It's not like you can do. Oh look, it's half Toys R Us, half Staples. You can, you can buy your your Hatchimal while you're getting your your business cards printed out. Like no, it's not like that. But like you take the space and, d- and you divide it by two, and that's what, and that's what eventually was they don't need that much space. There's not enough toys out there that really satisfy demand. For people, because again, if you are looking for something that specific, you go online, and I think that's what you have to boil down to. I think I think there will be another toy store that shows up, maybe Toys R Us, because obviously the Toys R Us brand has a lot of value still in it. I think that's fair to say, especially after the outpouring of support. So I think something's going to happen. Someone's obviously. It's like you guys remember service merchandise. Uh, I
1: had my mic muted, but um, my response is still.
0: Still, service, service merchandise?
1: No, nothing. I, I don't have a response. I was about to have you, my mic muted, but there, there's there's still no response.
0: You don't remember Service Merchandise? Not really, no. Okay, Service Merchandise. Okay, for those who don't know, Service Merchandise was a fun company. Service Merchandise was a company where you it was another it wasn't a big box retailer, but think of like it was a department store in a weird way, where you had a bunch of setups around the store. It's actually one of my first memories of ever seeing Star Wars toys in a, in a store. Um, they have a bunch of setups in the store of merchandise. But like if you wanted to buy the item, there'd be like a little um, like a little booklet. And what you would do is you'd rip the like it had like at least fifty, sixty like little pieces of paper. You'd rip one out of this little booklet, booklet if you wanted the item. You'd go to like the customer service desk and they'd say, Oh, you want one of these? Yes. And they'd, they'd whatever it is, they'd sit there, type it into the computer and within like two minutes, it would come out on a little conveyor belt, the item you bought. So basically there was, there was no – you wouldn't pick something off the store shelf. It was just everything was displays. And if you wanted something, you had to go pull the little ticket off and bring it to the customer service person or the salesman. And they would type it into the computer, you pay for it, and they'd come rolling out on a little um, conveyor belt. Uh, it was something like that. Service merchandise I think went bankrupt in 2002, I think. And they and what happened was that somebody bought the rights to the name, and they're now they're back online. It's the same logo. It's obviously not the same sort of store operation. The stores have not existed for roughly fifteen plus years now, but they exist. They are technically back in business, even though it's owned by a different person and it's just the name and the logo. And the same thing's happening with Circuit City. Circuit City is technically still around, or not around, but they're back. Um, someone bought the logo and the name, and they're and they're. I don't think it's back yet in the sense that you can buy things from them, but someone's definitely trying to revitalize the brand. And there's always they are, yeah. There's 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 rumors and stories about how the people who own the name are trying to um start like a more like elect like more of like a like a boutique that sells electronics. Think of kind of like a like a Best Buy Mobile, but instead you mean of just like that Radio Shack or yeah. But think more Apple Store. Like That's think another. more like that. We're like. Like where they sell like like they'll sell like netbooks and computers, but it's like you don't get like a bunch of choices. It's not like Best Buy where you can have like, a, like you have like like a dozen plus choices. It's more like under six. They have some like they'll sell like headphones. Gotcha. I think I,
2: I think I see what you're getting at. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have these in y'all's areas, but there's also um, a, a chain that's it's not, it's not so big, but it's called like Fry's Electronics. Yep. And there's uh, one that's called H.H. H. Gregg. Yes. Oh, yeah.
0: That's I know of H.H.
2: Greg. So I think those are also kind of like Best Buy. I
1: haven't they been are. I H.H. Gregg is v- supposed to be like the higher br- highbrow version of um, Best Buy from what I've seen when I've been in one. Well, they're gone now. They are?
0: Yeah, they went out of business like last year. What? Right. But,
1: okay. H. H. Once Gregg? again, don't yeah, have one gone. near me.
0: Well, neither did I. I, I heard about them. Um, no, that's what the, I didn't even know that until a couple of months ago. Yeah, they, what their problem was, um, they like they, they had like a rapid expansion. Like they expanded to like a ridiculous amount of stores. And guess what? They ran out of money. They just ran. They, they expanded too far, and they had literally they didn't have a pot to piss in, and they just <laughs> folded. And there's not a single one now. They're all gone. I remember there was one by that mall. Um... Maybe Mark's, uh, Mark's
1: talking to us like like we know exactly where he's talking about.
0: <laughs> Mark's like it's on the corner of like forty four and thirty two. It's like I saw it yesterday.
2: Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. yeah it says defunct here yeah, on Wikipedia. It's gone. That's
0: another chain. That's, I guess I th- we're in the middle of a re- like in, What's it called? The retail apocalypse. Uh-huh. I I
1: think-, I think it's gonna be. I. Could, oh my gosh! I don't even. I'm not even qualified to say the next statement. I think we're in the process of redefining how, with the internet and with the culture that it has developed, and with you know certain generations growing up with the internet, how retail will respond to that. I don't think retail is going to go away. I just think it's going to have a drastic shift well, yeah. in the way you know, it's presented.
2: You know, According to uh now that I'm looking at HH Gregg's page, I say that I'm doing a... Uh, They're online only now, so that's interesting. Uh, Well, that's
0: usually usually what happens. Like I said, someone buys the rights to the name and then opens up a business that's online only.
1: Well, I think the other thing is you're going to get a lot of monopolies that aren't real monopolies. Monopolies in the sense of specialty stores that only do certain things. Best Buy will probably stay around. If for nothing else, than the instant satisfaction of I don't feel like waiting for Amazon. The one that surprises me is Barnes & Noble. When borders went down, I thought they were going to be just right up next, them and Books a Million. But they are both seem to be—I mean, around. I don't think they're doing the best. But
0: read re- if you read uh, Barn- Barnes and Nobles on like financial stuff, they are—they are closer to Toys R Us than anybody knows. It's like if you. But what about like, Books the, a Million? I don't know about. Like I do not have in Florida when I lived there. That's what we had. We did not have Barnes and Noble. Closest one of those was like an hour away, but we did have a Books a Million. I can't speak to them. I really don't. I don't know anything about Books a Million's financials, but I have read things and I've heard things um, that Barnes and Noble is a lot closer to Toys R Us is what they're doing. they're just hemorrhaging money left and right. Uh, they they don't know what they're going to they're another one. They they're they're very they have problems. And I would not be surprised if they disappear in the next couple of years but as well. The
1: sad thing is, I mean, yes, Amazon it was created originally as a book selling service and now it's branched out, but it's like I I, I would like to, you know, look through books and physically have books and everything. Like well, I,
0: well, I don't
1: yeah. want all my books to go digital. I i I like having, you know, a physical hold my hand book well, for the most part.
0: But look what happens with books, though. You said that you go to you go to you know, the Barnes and Noble, and you're you're spending MSRP for at forty dollars. Or if you Amazon. get their
1: card or something like that, and this, that, and the other.
0: Well, it's even still. I th- Think about. It. I, I remember I signed one year. I was a Barnes and Noble membership member, like for the Star Wars. I, I remember when I bought um Sphero BB-8. Like like that was like a hundred and fifty dollars. was like, oh, if you sit there like sign up for this, you get ten percent off. The membership is like twenty five dollars a year. Uh, Sphero BB8 with the membership will save you like fifteen dollars right off the top. So like the membership only cost you ten dollars. If you come in here like more than like once a month, you'll like save that like in like like less than like four like three or four weeks. I'm like, oh okay, like that makes sense. And so I did. I I did save money on the membership. Um, at the end of the day, but like when I remember doing the math though, like when the Star Wars like Art of Force Awakens book came out, and it's like oh MSRP forty dollars, and it's like okay, I get ten percent off of my membership. Four dollars. No, it was ten. So like it, it, it brought it down. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Ten percent for. I'm sorry. I was thinking about, I was thinking about the thirty percent on the cover because you know they always have those giant stickers saying thirty percent off cover price. And it's like members get an addition, like get forty, which is just a ten percent again. And so I'm like, oh okay, like like whoever it was, I'm like, oh, okay, 40% and like okay, forty percent off. I'm doing the math. I'm like, this is like just barely the same thing. as like what Amazon's doing, and. And a lot of times like that works like like for like the brand new like hardcover bestsellers. But like if it's anything else in the store, it's just that ten percent. You don't like if if I want to go find like a uh, like a novel somewhere that's like like twenty nine ninety nine I only get three dollars. You go on Amazon, Amazon selling the brand new book for like nine ninety nine. So like there's like a ni- like seventeen dollars savings right there. It's like I, I can't it's like, and that's the problem. It's, like yes, I want the book right here now though. But at the same time, though, I don't want so bad that I'm going to spend almost double the price for it. And I think that's Barnes and Noble's folly. Like you walk into a Barnes and Noble, it's, it's a glorified Starbucks.
2: True. Sure.
0: Like you see, all I see is people studying and uh, reading with with computers and coffee. It's like and it's not even just relegated to like the the coffee the coffee house portion of it. It's like I'll be like on this like mine's two stories, and it's like oh, like I'll be like upstairs, like it's far away from like the cafe. Like near the the Star Wars books because where else would I be? And there's like some like college kid drinking a cup of coffee like eating his dinner with his computer open. It's like this isn't a library. this, this isn't a cat this isn't Starbucks. It's like like and, and that's why I think it's coming. again, like at the holidays they do well the same way. most places do well on the holidays. but I, I think Barnes and Noble's in trouble. I'm kind of amazed Best Buy is still in business. I'm absolutely shocked. Considering for a while how horrible Best Buy was doing and how their customer service was awful as well. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they're they're mm-hmm. the only uh, category killer uh, of electronics. Well, for the well so was to- Toys R Us was the only category killer for toys. Toys and they like I don't think that's enough to save you anymore. I, I just don't. Probably, I don't uh, think it is. But
2: remember, there's also the component of other things like uh, your online. Uh, oh yeah, uh, the way you do things online, and they they for the most part have a pretty
1: decent online presence. I can never see myself buying a television online. Like, that is something I have to go in I and agree. physically see. And same thing, I mean, they sell appliances too, which everyone forgets about. That's another thing that it's like, it would be cool to, you know, see the appliance and everything.
0: And like, if someone were to tell me who would close first, Toys R Us or Sear- or Kmart Sears, it's like, I never would have guessed it would have been Toys R Us. But at the same time, though, I can't help but feel that we're starting to move back to a more department store model, to like how things like again, you guys probably you got remember, probably don't remember, but like you've heard the stories, and you know, your history that like you'd have a department store, like, and you think you had you had Macy's, or you had your clothing department, you have your appliances department, yeah, and you have your toy department, and that's essentially what we didn't like again, like Mark said, we kind of moved into the time period, we had all these big box retailers, you had category killers, you had all this stuff. And and think about it. like Macy's was able to do fine, and like you had obviously you had the explosion of Walmart, which really kind of like back during the '70s and '80s. But like I think we're moving back to that model because I'm not sure if you've picked up on this Zenger. Again, Zenger's now our retail expert. All
2: right. Is that
0: like like you look like you said you mentioned Best Buy now does appliances. They they put a, a strong emphasis on like refrigerators, dishwashers, uh, right. stoves, all things like that. If They've always also- done
1: that though. They have, well, but like nobody well, realizes they do.
0: But no, but they no, they've put more emphasis on that in recent. Yeah, they, they had, want people to realize they do. Well, there's a reason why behind there. You've also noticed too. J C. Penny has started doing that. J C. Penny now has a really I big. I think toy J C.
1: Penneys. If you just walk into that building, they will give you the keys to the store, though. <laughs> Maybe, but
0: it's, it's But if you look at it though, like toy, J C. Penny has increased its. I want people again. They've increased their toy department. Like JCPenney never like really in the last like, 15, 20 years did not have a toy department.
1: I remember Wait, when did, they, they did. did. They had a toy department? They, yeah, they did. I mean, it's nothing they like substantial, but it was something really the, cool.
0: Back during the mid-90s, they had a toy department. And they discontinued they it after that. Now, if you go in there, they legitimately have like a toy department in the same vein that Coles does. Like, they actually, like, it's even bigger than that. I went in there, I guess, this was like a couple months ago. They actually had like some hard to find like Marvel Legends figures. They had Star Wars stuff. They had Teenage Mutant. They had like a huge like Disney section. But they had like, it was like almost like a quasi Disney store almost. They had, like all the stuffed animals. They had like Winnie the Pooh. They had like obviously um, Minnie, Mickey, Donald, Goofy. They, I think they had all the stuff from Coco, which I think was yeah. the big thing at the time. And then, like, going back to the, the appliances. They, they had a huge emphasis on appliances, where they have like a huge like dishwasher, washing machine, stovetop. And I think the whole point of that is I think they all smell blood in the water with Sears. And they're figuring, okay, when, like, even though Sears doesn't make a lot of money compared to what it once did, Sears is a part of the – they do eat market share. So like if Sears is like 15%, someone wants to claim that. And think about it, if J.C. Penny or Best Buy can grow by fifteen percent, they're in a better position than where they were originally. Right. Yeah, it's a sad thing what happened with what's happening with Sears. And the fun fact, Mark, I went to Sears the other day and I walked in there. and someone was like, "Please help reelect Bill Clinton." And I'm like, "What? What are you talking?" About? They're like, "Sir, it's it's October 1996. We're reelecting Bill Clinton." And I'm like, "What?" And then I walked out of there, and it was 2018 again. <laughs> i walked in there it was legitimately the 90s they had like a picture of like they had like a picture of bill clinton on the wall it was like they like posters for like bob dole it was like really the spookiest and then when i walked out I'm like what just happened <laughs> where am i where am i i walked in and said that, like it's like it had like all this and there was like all these neon colors and I'm like oh man this is like the, it's like the 90s throw up in here i'm gonna have to add this, a disclaimer to the front of this episode Hey, if you don't like Star, if you, if you do like Star Wars, please don't listen to this episode.
1: If you if you like retail or work in retail, don't listen to this episode because we
0: basically smack. Like- <laughs> All right. So as we conclude this episode, I have to ask Mark, and then gonna move on to Zenger. Do you think uh, the Toys R Us brand will survive?
2: that's not looking good, but uh, I'm going even,
0: even to. Even if they liquidate, do you think someone will buy the name and do something with it?
2: I think so. Um, I think we're going to see a great reduction of brick-and-mortar stores, and it'll become like some online thing. Center. I
1: would like to see them survive because, I mean, it is something, as I said, it, it was an event when I went there as a kid, and I'd love to be able to do that for my children. But at the same time, I mean, the writing might be on the wall for them too.
0: I agree with Mark. I really hope that someone buys the name. And tries to refurbish it to its former glory. But like Zenger said, the writing might, might be on the, this might just be a dead concept. And no matter how hard we try to resuscitate this idea, it might never come back to fruition.
2: And I was just going to say, uh, you know, with well, this whole stuff with happening with Toys R Us and like people kind of reacting to the news, it reminds me of this old quote, you know, the quote that goes, you don't know, you, you don't appreciate something until it's truly gone.
0: Indeed, okay. sir. Truer words were never spoken. So concludes this episode of Knights of Retail Stores, a retail store podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at KOV Podcast. Check out SkywardFunSupply.com for all your non Toys Us toy needs. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you are currently listening to us on. For questions, comments, concerns, or snide remarks, please contact me, Zach, on Twitter, at Rogue Knight K-N-I-T-E. Where do people find you guys?
2: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MarkFanPatriot.
1: You can find me, Zinger, at uh, can we get help in the toy department? Uh, we, we need help in the toy department. Customer request assistance in the
0: toy department. Tune in next week as we discuss deleted scenes on the nights of retail. righty, everybody. Have a good night. Ah, not ah. everyone.